This is a season of Lent warning. This podcast may contain the word Alleluia. Hello, you found the Article 7 podcast. I'm Pastor Andy Jago, and I uh, have this podcast to showcase some sermons and also some of the ministry that happens where I work at Bethany Lutheran Church. That's 2501 Beacon Hill Road in Alexandria, Virginia. Also find us on the web at www.bethany, that is B-E-T-H-A-N-Y dash L-C-M-S dot O-R-G. Now, this podcast is uh, going to have a, a variety of stuff, mishmash, I guess. And I we did give you a fair warning. There is going to be some alleluias. And in the season of Lent, we put that word away. Why do we do that? I'm going to explain that a little bit in the next segment that's coming up and then give you a little bit of our Hosanna Choir at Bethany Lutheran. And they're, they're going to sing a song that's nothing but alleluia as, as we say goodbye to that word for the season of Lent. Uh, then we're going to have a little note about stewardship and the next sermon in the series called Casting Call. How do we give to the Lord's kingdom? What is the role that we play or multiple roles that we play for that? That's coming up as well. And then after that sermon, a little musical bonus from C2W. That stands for Created to Worship, a little song that you're going to want to listen to every day. That's all coming up next. back and uh now we're gonna let's talk let's talk a little bit about the word alleluia and we did give you fair warning we're gonna use that word in this pocket well you know it's a little silly to say you're just gonna not use a word altogether during this season of lent because you know we have to get ready for easter time and uh, so it's gonna it's gonna whittle its way in from time to time especially in our conversations and so that's what this is it's a little conversation about the the word alleluia and what about that custom so just a a brief word about customs and then we'll talk about the word uh on the on the matter of customs and traditions and different things that we do in our church you know there's half the people at at bethany lutheran i would say come from uh, uh, a, a catholic liturgical background and by Catholic, I'm using that word with a small c. That, that it's a word that, an adjective that means universal. Uh, Roman Catholic is the proper name of a particular denomination, uh, and that, but that also represents, you know, the tradition that's there. Uh, is tradition more important than other things? No, it's it's not at the same level as the Bible and Scripture in the Lutheran Church. Uh, but still, Martin Luther didn't want to get rid of all the. Uh, Catholic traditions that were there, especially of the ones that lifted up and and uh, focused on Christ. During the season of Lent, we really focus on the cross. So for me personally, that's that's the the the, the that's what I'm more comfortable with is those kinds of liturgical 
traditions. And half the people at Bethany, I would say that these traditions, like Ashes on Ash Wednesday, for instance, are very familiar and comfortable to them, too. The other half at Bethany, I would say that whenever I mention things like this, I, I get a little bit of an eye roll. <laughs> that's, uh, so that's the other part of the body of Christ, uh, that uh, maybe not be as familiar with these things and uh, there's just a, there's just a different set of customs and traditions that they grew up with. That's um, more akin here to the United States and and the kind of uh, evangelical uh, uh, revival kind of uh, customs and traditions. Puritan as well gets mixed in there. Um, so that's a little more complicated to talk about. You know, where are all the different customs and traditions? Just know that the body of Christ is this big diverse thing. Uh, and uh, it's hard to get your hands. You can't just make overgeneralizations about things. It's good to know a little bit of where things come from. So where did this, where did this come from, this word, alleluia? It's a word in Scripture in Hebrew found especially in the Psalms. If you look at Psalms 113 through 118, these are called the Hallel Psalms. It's a, it's a combination of two Hebrew words, actually, that when combined mean praise ye the Lord or praise the Lord. Uh, so we have it in the New Testament as well. Uh, it's spelled the same way. It's a transliteration from the Hebrew into the Greek, and that's Revelation 19. You'll see in verses all through Revelation 19 this this word, hallelujah. Um, so there's a connection here, I think. Revelation to the resurrection uh, and that word coming out, the Hallel Psalms were traditionally, uh, in Hebrew and Jewish uh, culture, used around the time of Passover uh, to really emphasize, really praise God for delivering the people, uh, for the salvation, the redemption that was there when he rescued his people from slavery. And then for us Christians, you know, we, uh, we, we tie that in, of course, with the way that Jesus rescued us from our sin, from the slavery of our sin, and gives us eternal life. And that's exactly the kind of thing that we celebrate at Easter time. So this is like putting a veil over the word, just hiding it away for a little while. I mean, it could be a little bit of a game. Uh, it could be something fun, you know, at home as well as in the church. Um, and then uh, it just something that helps us, you know, say subdue. We, we're not miserable during Lent. I should make that clear. We're not uh, sackcloth. Well, Maybe a little fasting, a little sackcloth and ashes. I never hurt anybody. And, you know, it's good to, to really be not miserable, but know that your sins put Christ on the cross. That's the whole, you know, the thing that we focus on during this time. So, yeah, that makes you sad. But it's a subdued, still joy that's there because we don't forget about the resurrection. We don't forget about God's powerful love, which is alive and real every day. Uh, it's not like we, we transport ourselves back in time to before Christ. No, Christ has come. He has, uh, was died and he has risen for us. So we celebrate that a little bit every Sunday, even during Lent. So we say subdued joy, repentant joy. Um, and so we're just we just kind of tone it down a little bit, and then uh, and then at Easter time, oh boy, uh, it, I think that helps to make the contrast there. So then you just brighten the place up as much as you can in the sanctuary. The songs are just as joyful as they could possibly be. You crank that dial up to ten. Uh, and and really just let loose. I, I think that you you just contrast a little bit of shadow on the one side, and then how do you know the light if you don't know the shadow? So you then the, the light, you just turn it on and it gets bright. So that's a that's a season that we've entered into that we're in now. 
the recorded sermon uh, from the for this podcast is uh, from Transfiguration Sunday. So that came before, just before the season of Lent, and on the day that we put that word Alleluia away. Uh, and because we do that, the next uh, you're going to hear the Hosanna Choir sing a song that's just nothing but Hallelujahs. Now, just a little production note. I had a little trouble with this recording, so I, I uh, did the best that I could with it. It may sound a little subdued. It may sound a little soft. Uh, so you may have to turn it up a little bit, and then I, I guess maybe turn it down when you get back to me uh, in the segment after this. Uh, after you hear the Hosanna Choir, you're going to uh, hear just a, a brief word, uh, a brief note for the sermon uh, on stewardship, and then the sermon and a little surprise song at the end. So stick around. And uh, before we continue with the next segment, just a real quick note. Uh, if you noticed any background banging around and little noises in the previous segment, uh, this is housework day in the Jago house. And uh, and I'm not about to stop that for the sake of a podcast. And uh, uh, and this is just, uh, as I've explained previously in, in a previous podcast, you know, this is, I've got to record these when I got time to do it. And uh, there ain't there ain't no more time to do it, so it's it's got to be done now. Uh, so you'll just yeah, just bear with me if you hear like little boom 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 in the background. Uh, so the next segment here is uh, just a, a quick note before launching into the sermon that was recorded Transfiguration Sunday, the second in the series called Casting Call. We're considering our roles, uh, the different uh, things that, that play the parts that we play. Uh, and and how we contribute to the Lord's kingdom, and uh, so I'm going to explain the word steward in this sermon. So I'm not going to go into that here. 
But what I am going to do is just take a look at that word stewardship from a different angle, something you're not going to hear in the sermon, but answering some of the, the you know, some of the, the conversation, I suppose, being a part of that conversation that's going on in our church right now. And it's something I've heard from several people and uh, which is good. I, I tell you, I like that uh, probably better than. Oh, good sermon, Pastor. <laughs> you know, I I like more. Oh, okay. You know, and we're thinking about it, processing it, asking each other questions, and growing in our faith. I think in our understanding of the Lord's word as well. So one of the things I'm hearing is, okay, well, is this all about money? And the answer is no. You know, stewardship is about giving, uh, but it's all kinds of giving. It's it's everything that you have, and where the where, where's your priority. Uh, so that is something I, I go into a little bit in the sermon, but I just wanted to emphasize that, uh, that it's not just money. However, money is important. I mean, the Bible t- mentions money a lot, you know, so if you, if you don't mention that once in a while in the sermon, now it, it would normally happens is, oh my goodness, you know, you do one sermon like that. And it's, oh, every Sunday they talk about giving money. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, this uh, it, that's true for a few Sundays here in uh, in February, uh, but uh, you know, and and if we didn't do that, of course, then you know you're ignoring uh, a very large section of the Bible. And why is that so important? Well, because of its tying to the very first commandment. The very first commandment is, "You will have no other gods before me." And I mean, what is the the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Why? Because you're, you know, if it uh, the love for comfort or just you know the pursuit of uh, making an income. I mean, it's it's all in it can be all encompassing. It could be that's what you're all about. Everything comes down to that. Everything comes to it and and leaves from it, and that's the place where God should be in our lives. So that's a, that's a, the reason why I mean that's what the the whole ministry of stewardship addresses is that very thing first commandment issues. So you want to hear more about stewardship? Uh, I invite you to come to our Bible class. We have one more to go coming up this Sunday, um, and that'll be between services, uh, uh, the first two services rather, eight thirty and eleven, and then in between is the Bible class. Uh, and you'll get some interface with our director of stewardship at Bethany, Mr. Darren Jay. Uh, and then uh, be looking as well, uh, beginning sometime in Lent, I believe in March, is uh, we're going to launch the Pony Express. It's a fun way to do our uh, pledging campaign. We do uh, pledge cards at Bethany because that's a good way for us to uh, project what kind of income we're going to have. You're not under any obligation to do that, but uh, just know that that helps us. It helps us be good <laughs> stewards of what the Lord has given to us. Um, and then the, the way we do it, though, is you go, you take a saddlebag from house to house. There's a trail ride, uh, a trail that goes through the different parts of Alexandria. So you get to meet some of your neighbors. So it turns out to be a, like a fellowship thing as well as a uh, 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 pledging for the the budget for the next year thing. Uh, So uh, that's all coming up as part of our stewardship at Bethany Lutheran. Uh, So things to look forward to, but let's focus for a moment on what is a steward. Uh, So after the sermon, stick around. There will be that bonus song that I promised from C2W Created to Worship. May the Lord bless the hearing of his word as we think about our roles in the Lord's kingdom.
be seated. Very well done standing for the honor and praise the Trinitarian verse, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, dear Christian friends, this continues our series called Casting Call. You have to, I guess, imagine yourself auditioning for a commercial, getting the script there in front of you, what is going to be your part in the script. The part that I want to examine this day is kind of fundamental to this whole concept that we're teaching. We at Bethany Lutheran have a board of stewardship. Those of you who are in the Bible class, which is going on during the Sunday school hour, have opportunity to interface with our director, Darren Jay. But once in a while, it's good to take a step back to learn, okay, what is stewardship? What What does it mean to be a steward? What is a synopsis of the role we have in front of us? A steward is someone who takes care of someone else's stuff, someone else's property. You don't own it, but you take care of it. All we have comes first from God's hand. All we have is a gift, and we are caretakers of that gift. Confirmation Club, just to warn you, I may repeat that a few times during this sermon, just like in class. What I'd like to do, though, I brought this as an example. This is Lily's coin collection. And in, the, in this, there's a, lot of, there's, a lot, there's a story behind a lot of these pieces, but this is something that comes as a result of her asking us, whenever we go out shopping and we get a bunch of quarters, she immediately wants to look through the quarters. Okay, are there any states that I don't have there yet? And we're looking, this is North Carolina, we probably got a few of those. You know, she'll look for the, and the people go traveling from our family, and some of you actually, we've solicited some of you that if you'd brought back a coin or two from your travels, I think one from Jerry Lucas at Macau is over here as well. You know, there's a lot of interesting stories. So this is, a, you know, children, as they're growing older, we're trying to teach them responsibility. Because as when they're young, they get everything. They, they get the food, the clothing, and so forth. They don't own anything yet. You want to teach them to be responsible with the things they have. So they have to start off, though, with things that they don't own necessarily, but things that are given to them. So, you know, this is having a hobby like this is a good first step, I think. Having a, a hobby like this, you know, teaches you, okay, you got it. It's something you're interested in. You'll take care of it. And, and it, you know, a lot of this isn't necessarily, you know, some of it is her going out and asking, but this is all gifts that people have given or mom and dad have, have passed down. We don't necessarily own any of this. This is, this is, this, we have this because it's a gift. And I think that, that she, well, Lily understands that, that she wanted me to understand this when I brought this here today. She took me aside and says, Dad, now listen, I, I want this back, okay? <laughs> You know, where have I heard that before? <laughs> we're teaching some responsibility here. and that's We're teaching how to be good stewards of what we have because everything is a gift. And we're just caretakers of that gift. So Psalm 24.1 reminds us, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the world and those who dwell within. God created everything, everything that we have, every everything that we enjoy, everything that that we surround ourselves with, hopefully in this weather, a little bit of warmth at home. We had one family this morning that was without power, so praying that that God restores their power. 
because that, that warmth, the hearth at home, that, that comes from the Lord's hand. Adam and Eve were the first stewards. They were the first caretakers. God said, here's the garden, take care of the garden. Watch over the animals, watch over the plants. You are the caretakers, and we're still caretakers of God's created world. Everything comes from the Lord. The ability to make, the ability to produce, to grow, the creation we enjoy, our family and friends, the love that we share, that we celebrated yesterday on Valentine's Day. Our whole life is a gift. Everything is a gift. And we are caretakers of these gifts. I like in, in the African immigrant ministry, whenever I, I ask someone to pray over a meal or pray for an occasion, prayers generally start with this description of thanksgiving. It said, Lord, you did not need to get me up in the morning. But you did. You, know, you give me breath in my body. Everything, even all the oxygen atoms that are in our lungs, even at this moment as we breathe in and breathe out, that's all a gift from the Lord. And we are caretakers of these gifts. When the people of Israel were allowed to come back from, to their land after being in exile to rebuild the temple, they wanted to hang on to their, their money that they had gotten. They, they were out of the habit of tithing for the, the temple and so forth. And so the silver and the gold, I got a silver coin, a gold coin. They, they wanted to, and we get the instinct there that, you know, well, you know, I worked for this. I earned this. It's mine. And Haggai is a prophet at the time. So you see a, a reference in your bulletin to Haggai 2.8. And I pinch these coins to remind me. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord. The Lord of hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth, who we saw in the first Old Testament lesson today, the chariots and the horsemen. God is the, 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 the commander of those angelic armies. And the Lord of hosts says, no, the silver is mine, the gold is mine. You have everything as a gift. We are just caretakers of that gift. If we were to able to pull back the veil, and see the Lord who is in charge of all those heavenly armies, the Lord of heaven and earth, who created everything from his hand. Psalm 24, lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. And in the gospel lesson today, the King of glory, his face shone in this indescribable light, terrifying the disciples. They see Moses, they see Elijah there speaking with Jesus, conversing with him in their resurrected form. And the scripture says they were terrified. It was a terrifying scene, but they see the glory of God. Just as Moses saw the glory of God and God had to, to hide his face as he walked by. Just as Elijah and Elisha saw it as the chariots and horsemen came to carry the prophet home. That same glory of the Lord revealed on the mountain, terrifying the disciples, but then sending them out with that vision as they go then on the road to the cross. That's why St. Paul calls himself and his fellow apostles in 1 Corinthians 4 stewards, caretakers of the mysteries of God. Because his glory still comes down to this day. We celebrate that it's hidden. We don't, we don't see it full in the face. 
but we have the revealed word. We have the body and blood that we receive. And St. Paul says we are stewards of these mysteries. So as the pastor, I have to be careful. We don't add or subtract to the word. We just give the word. We have to be careful as we come out. I need to tell you that up here at this altar is Jesus' body and blood, and you will receive what's at this altar for the forgiveness of your sins, for the positive change in your life, to give you strength to get through your life. And, and that is a privilege, being a steward of the mystery. We are partakers all of that mystery, of these mysteries. Everything, we can't say, this is my pulpit, this is my altar, this is my church. Although that could be said, but with the understanding, with the understanding that everything we have here at Bethany Lutheran is a gift, and we are just caretakers of these gifts. So last week we were encouraged by Pastor Davis in regard to our giving, freely, generously, expectantly, that the Lord will bless us through our giving, just as King David once encouraged his people. King David came out and he said to his people, who is willing to consecrate himself to the Lord this day? He was willing to set yourself apart. He was, he was looking for people to lay down the foundation, the, the offerings that would then build the temple, his, his son Solomon building the first temple for the Lord. It says in First Chronicles 29 that when David prayed over all those offerings, he said, but who am I and what is my people that we should be able thus to offer willingly? Now, our reaction might be, well, David was the king. He was the big man. It's kind of, it, that he, was, he, he owns the people. He owns the gold. You know, it should be, if he commands it, it should be so. But he didn't command. He appealed to their hearts. And he, and he realized that even though you're the king, everything that you are and everything that you have first comes from the Lord's hand. No matter what position of power and authority you have over other people, or what, 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 whatever it is that you do in life, if you are able to work and to do, supply, a, if you have a calling that you're able to fulfill, that's all a gift. God first gives you the the time, the abilities to do those things. And so David prayed, and he he said, "But who am I? What is my people that we should be able to give willingly?" He prayed, for all things come from you, and of your own we have given you. David realized that everything is a gift, and we are just caretakers of these gifts. So this week I would encourage everyone that we are all stewards of the gifts of God. That is our role. God has given us to ma- these wonderful gifts to manage. Now, we have a board of stewardship at Bethany Lutheran, so the gifts that we plunk into the offering plate, not these. These go in the Lily's coin collection. <laughs> but, but all the other gifts that we put into the offering plate, they're going to be counted and managed and budgeted for. So we go into our campaign coming up in March you know, for pledging and letting us know what, what, what it is that you'll be giving for the next month. Why do we do that? It's so we could be good managers, good stewards, good ter- caretakers of what you're giving to the church good stewards of God's mysteries here at the church so that we can, we can account for this, so that we can plan accordingly. Uh, and that's some common sense sort of things. But then the Board of Stewardship, their other responsibility, though, is to encourage us not just with this stuff, 
but to have us take a look at our whole lives, everything we are, everything that we enjoy, all the joys, all the sorrows of this life that our Lord gets us through, all those things, everything is a gift from the Lord's hand. Stewardship touches on every part of our lives, every moment of our lives, because it's all a gift. And we are caretakers of these gifts. And so with our our Confirmation Club and those of us that grew up in the Lutheran Church, we have the Luther Small Catechism. We look at the Apostles' Creed, first article, second article, third article, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As we look in our lives, as as we look at the ministry of this church, let's take a look at it in this way. We have our first article gifts. So from God's, God op- it says in Scripture, I open up my hand, God opens his hand and satisfies the desires of every living thing. If our needs are met and God supplies more than those needs and we have food in abundance, if we have shelter, if we have home, these are all gifts. And we are, we are caretakers of these gifts at home and our job with our family, all over those all through those things. Those are wonderful things that we thank God for. We have second article gifts. Jesus Christ gifts. Salvation and eternal life. One for us at the cross. Eternal life that we celebrate when we come to the empty tomb at Easter time, which we are preparing for even now. Jesus Christ gives us eternal life by his grace that God willing one day we see his face just as they saw on the mountain of transfiguration shining out with all glory. We one day will dwell in that glory because of the gift that is our salvation. It's all a gift. We are caretakers. We have third article gifts because the Holy Spirit calls us by that grace to partake in life-giving, life-changing word and sacrament ministry here at Bethany Lutheran, ministry that touches broken lives, Ministry that, that raises up people and, and helps them where they need it, the, the help most ministry that celebrates and, and gives God glory and praise for all that he gives to us. And every ministry, whether it's a walk by the youth room and, and we're taking part in our instruction to the youth or they're blessing us with, with some of their gifts as well, whether we're, we're playing an instrument or singing in the choir, lifting up God's glory in worship, whether it is that we are leading a small group, helping the homeless, and sharing some of what we have, praying for our brothers and sisters in need. This is all gift that God gives. Ministry is a gift. God has created a part of us to offer in that ministry, to offer to the community of Christ and to the world these wonderful gifts. God wants us to take part in whatever way we can because it's all a gift. And we are, part, we are caretakers of these gifts. That is the role of a steward. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds forever on Christ Jesus. Amen. We rise for prayer. you mean to me now that you have saved me lord i give all that i am to you that every day i could be a light that shines your name 
to stand upon your word and I pray that I that I might come to know you more that you would guide me in every single step I take that every day I can be your light unto the world every day that you will live for every day I'll follow after you every day single step I take that every day I can be a light unto the world every day it's you Every day. 